Hi, I'm Elena Becker, and this is P.S., the Puget Sound podcast, where I'll be talking with members of our community about their Puget Sound experiences. We're recording today from Moonyard Studio in Tacoma, Washington, and our guest is Sophia Munich, a senior from Minneapolis, Minnesota, double majoring in studio art and French. Sophia, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Elena. I am really glad to have you. And one of the reasons in particular that I wanted to have you on the podcast is that I think your experience in studio art and sculpture specifically is a really good model for how to kind of make progress in a field that people often point to as like a hard place to make progress. And I think one thing that comes up for a lot of students considering Puget Sound or who are at Puget Sound and are trying to decide on a major is that they came to college liking some component of the arts and then have a hard time visualizing what that might look like in their future or how that might look moving forward. Um, But I think your trajectory with art and with sculpture is really um, kind of illustrative of how a big Ooh. I know that was an eyebrow <laughs> so raising words um, of of how you can make that journey. So yeah. that's one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you. Wow, that's so nice. Um, well, always start with a compliment. <laughs> um, and you had had you'd done art in high school, right? I think is what I understand. Yeah. It wasn't new to you. Yeah, I feel like I've always enjoyed making things and learning how to make things. I was never really the person that was like silently in my room becoming like this super talented realist (laughs) drawer um in high school but it was always fun for me just like learning how to make different things like when we had talked like in high school I did like the high point center for printmaking which is um a studio in Minneapolis where I'm from um I got to like learn tons of different methods of printmaking when I was there and I was like wow like I thought my drawings looked really bad, but when they're prints, it's, like, amazing and exciting, and I get to, like, watch it transform. And, yeah. like, that was a really cool, uh, like, a big moment for me where I felt like there was actually um, opportunities to grow an art where, right. like, I don't know, like, you could do it, or it could be, like, financially possible yeah. as an adult. Right. <laughs> right. And it sounds like, from what you just said, that it printmaking wasn't necessarily on your radar but then you had this experience and it kind of yeah it it was so it was newer to me there was um maybe like one or two other students that had done this program it's called like the access print program um where like you apply and they're like hey we really like your stuff like we're gonna teach you how to print make and I was like oh like this person whose art I really admired did this like I wonder if I could apply and do this and I remember right. like bringing in like a huge portfolio and being like this is what I'm doing I'm being really shy and like being like oh wow I hope I didn't like overdo it but I just got to like see like you know my old boss Tyler and Dana um who like I later went back to High Point and I interned for them one summer and like I continue to like talk to both of them and like sometimes Dana will like read over my grants and like it's something where it was just so cool like learning how to do those different types of things, seeing their work and seeing like, hi, like I'm someone that didn't go to grad school. I'm someone that did go to grad school and this is how I ended up here. And like, it just like, I think also since I don't have siblings, I never had like that, like sibling example to be like, oh, you went to college and then you did this and then you did that. And it was like cool to see 
um, or like have mentors in a field where I was like, oh, like I'm I'm curious to scratch and sniff that. Right. And then you came into college with that curiosity. So yeah. knowing that art and maybe mm-hmm. printmaking was something that you wanted to yeah. chase after. I wanted to study art and something. And that's why that's something that really drew me to UPS. I actually chose UPS over a few of their colleges because they did have printmaking. And I was like, originally really dead set on it, but sort of like in some of the past podcasts you talked about, everyone sort of takes a twist and turn yeah. and thinking about what they want to study. Uh, and like, cause I also have been studying French and that's mm-hmm. been really awesome. Um, and I like, I wanted to go to a school where I could do both of those things. Um, and like one semester, it, like scheduling was like a little tricky with, that double major so I ended up taking sculpture like metal sculpture and my professor was like I think you could be really good at this like and I was like oh my god like there are so many questions of like how does this even work and like steel like you think of steel as like a really hard rigid thing and I was like wow you just heat it up and like you can cut it and you can put it back together and like it was just like so I wasn't expecting steel to be so malleable um and also that I feel like for me Going from, like, thinking in 2D to thinking in 3D, I feel like I learned a lot about, like, hmm. why are you making something? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And that's interesting because even prints are sort of, like, middle ground between 2D and 3D totally. because of the way that print blocks work. Totally. So you can actually kind of trace the dotted line between yeah. you liking printmaking and then getting interested in sculpture and form and three dimensions. Yeah, because I also, whenever I would do stuff with printmaking, like I would screen print something and then use like a gel medium and then I'd make a skin and I'd like wrap it around. Yeah. Like I'd always, I feel like I'd always be sort of experimenting with how to stretch it into some sort of 3D form. And that was just like a fun challenge for me. Like if you print something you can like wheat paste it or you can like you know just collage it onto like a 3d form or like let's say you're doing like some wood blocks you could like i was like wow now i know how if i wanted to i could take those wood blocks and make them into a box right and like <laughs> or yeah i feel like there is so much room for experimentation in the world of printmaking um and that's just like a whole nother conversation that could go on for eons right but you sort of I don't want to say stumble you you swan gracefully from printmaking <laughs> to sculpture it could definitely be a stumble like okay. my sophomore year I I like hated everything I made and it was <laughs> really hard because I like feel like I used to be like oh like this is like a concept like that I want to talk about in my work yeah and like it I really had to unlearn being like this is what I'm making, this is important, and being like, oh, like, how do you work with this material, and, like, what does that mean, and why am I working with that material? Like, I feel like seeing, like, really hot, like, steel, and then, like, a really soft material. Yeah. Like, if you just let that speak for itself, I feel like that can already do a lot. Um, But if I'm like, oh, like, I want to talk about, like, the geopolitical nonsense of like this really specific thing and right. like that is and like make a comment on yeah it. like i at least for me i feel like if i go in being like i have to make this yeah i'll box myself in and then i'll hate what i make because you always have like if you have this expectation 
of what you're trying to do, you're not going to be able to listen to the material and like the bumps along the way. Like it, it's a journey for you too. In yeah. Other words. I mean, anytime with expectations, like if you're like, it has to work out this way, you're not going to be able to react to the other opportunities that are unplanned and come your way. And speaking of unplanned opportunities, you end up with sculpture. And then I also want to talk to you about what you did with Spaceworks and how you yeah. came to sort of your most recent series. Yeah. So um, I guess as I'm getting more interested in sculpture, I like it was actually like I think the summer of my sophomore year, I applied for this program called Artscapes, um, which is a program that Spaceworks Tacoma. It's like a really awesome nonprofit um, focused in the arts in Tacoma that does like so many different things. I like applied because they had the program. Um, you are allowed to paint murals or install artwork in the Woolworth windows downtown, mm-hmm. which are like empty department store windows. Essentially, they're big yeah. glass display. It's windows. kind of like a way to revamp the city. Yeah, um, and just like have something fun. Public to art. See. Yeah, yeah. Pub- that that whole thing. <laughs> um, and I applied because I was like, I just want to get more practice in applying for things. And I feel like this is slightly my grasp. And then like a year later, like as I'm thinking about applying for summer research, they're like, hey, like you got this. And I was like, whoa, like that's so cool. Right. Um, so bef- so now you know from them that you're going to have access to this space yeah. to do an installation, but you haven't yet figured out what or you have kind of a kernel of an idea? Um, I So what I did is I wrote my summer research grant saying like, hey, I've been making this work. I've been, like, experimenting with a laser cutter. I've been experimenting with, like, patternless sewing and, like, fake fur and different textiles. Like, I also got this opportunity from the city. Like, I want to use my summer research grant as a time to, like, experiment right. with what I'm making so that the final product can be displayed in the Woolworth right. windows. And, and it when you out. say summer research grant, that's from the university. That's a Puget Sound. Yeah. Summer re- okay. Mm-hmm. So you take that summer— you're experimenting, you're working with these different materials, these different media. Yeah. All and, art all the time. And <laughs> slogan. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. You can make a bumper sticker if you want. Maybe. Um, <laughs> and then what what do you learn? What's um, how does that journey unfold? Well, I think like the biggest like hard and fast thing I learned is like that was the first time I had ever had to think about how I'm installing something into a space. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you have these dimensions and right. you have to fill enough work for this entire – it was two windows actually. It was like a big window and a small window and yeah. it's like you have to make enough stuff so that it'll fit into this. Right. And, like, I'm not really someone that, like, loves, like, measuring things, <laughs> but, like, I, like, made a model, like, a small-scale model yeah. and then, like, planned out, like, everything that I was going to do and then tried to, like, make a bigger version of it. Because also, like, when buying materials, it's, like, you need to know how much stuff you need right. to get. You need to know. Um, just, like, you need to have a plan. And I think that was the first time when I really learned how to balance, like, planning out my work so that I could have the logistics of fitting the space and the materials and just making sure that this can happen in this span of time, but still giving myself the freedom to, like, let it happen as it's happening because that's definitely a big way of how I work. Right. Um, So it really helps me find that balance. And I don't know. I also just loved it. I could wake up. I'd go to the studio. I'd work there until I get hungry. I'd go home and make lunch and, like— hang out with my housemates for a little bit and then I go back to the studio. Right. And then like it'd get really hot in there and we'd like 
jump in the sound and it'd be like, wow, this is, this is like the best day ever. Right. <laughs> was, right. And like, then you, you just have to do it all over art. again the next day. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, it was uh, so amazing just to be like, wow, like the university wants to support me just like playing and experimenting. And mm. I also like that really gave me a lot of time to think about like, what I wanted to do because that was my the uh, summer before my senior year and then I did an independent study in sculpture mm. right before my thesis which is now we have like a week before we install right, <laughs> right. so yeah but it just gave me so much time to think and focus and really like rely on like my own gut and like my own feelings um, and just try and like instead of being like in a class where it's like, oh, like maybe you're comparing your work to people or maybe you're so busy with your other class you can't put as much time in this. Right. It's just like it was a whole different way to focus. Right. And like it was great to be able to get involved with the city. And we'll point people um, toward your website so they can see images of your work because Ooh. one of the things that's hard about talking <laughs> about visual art in an audio medium <laughs> is trying to actually get a sense of what we're talking about. But will you just totally. describe visually using adjectives yeah, what that piece yeah. was um so the piece for the Woolworth windows um specifically had sort of two components to it it was like a ton of like oval circular shaped like fur blobs I'm like gesturing with my hands it's like so productive I know <laughs> it's, it's, I can see you but <laughs> um but it's like you're making a circle yeah for listeners so there's like small shapes small circles and big circles and they're all like fur blobs mm -hmm. and I basically just like I was researching different furniture upholstery methods <laughs> so I kind of just adopted that as a way to make them and then I hung them on the wall and then I also took black rubber and made some files and had them cut in the laser cutter so it's just sort of like I'll draw these weird like blob forms and I'm like you're like describe this and I'm like blobs and it's like <laughs> hopefully that makes Amorphous. sense. <laughs> but what color yeah. are they? The, the rubber was black so okay. that was fun because it'd be like pink and like neon pink neon the green fur is neon, neon teal yeah like really colorful fur hung up on the walls and then the i hung from fishing wire these black this black rubber and with the lighting it like cast a really nice shadow on uh the wall and that was that's that's all she wrote about that and then tell us about what that project grew into how did you end up at alma mater okay yeah so i made so much stuff it's like maybe like 50 plus blobs right now it's like filling my entire trunk right now like <laughs> it's a lot um and i was talking to people at alma mater because i've like and explain what that is just real quick for yeah, listeners alma mater is a lot of different things it's like a cafe a bar a concert hall a co-working space they do a ton of public programming and they also have a small gallery space um so they have their fingers in many pies but they do and like maybe a lot of 15 comedians. minutes from campus it's here in tacoma yeah it's down on Fawcett, and it just opened i want to say a year and a half ago now maybe that sounds right ish yeah. give or take um and they they just like do they're like a good hub it's a hub for artists yeah. and at least that's like the trajectory that they're going on and I had organized a print exchange that happened there that was really fun but because I've like done different things with them I was like hey like I have a ton of artwork to show right now and right now I'm also 
in my independent study and in my thesis trying to experiment with seeing how people interact with my work, I would really love to display some of my past pieces in your gallery. And they had an opening and it just kind of worked out. So I took all of the Woolworth window blobs and I laid them on the ground and just kind of wrote like, you're welcome to like lay down and touch this piece and right. like do whatever you want. And then I had like a ton of other things where it's like, you can try this one on or right. like you can touch this one. It was like anytime it's like you can touch my work. Like I like want people to be able to interact and like connect with it and sort of like breaking that fifth wall of art essentially. Yeah. Just like let themselves kind of like figure out what it is. Um, and like it was just. Oh, it was so exciting. Like when I was installing the work with my friend Catherine, she she and I were like putting all these blobs down and being like, should it be like this? Should it be like that? And then like these two little girls ran in and were just like, oh my God, it's so pink and like yeah. tried stuff on. And like there was also like a dance class going on that day. So then like when everyone got out of class, people were like, oh my gosh, like now that you wrote, like you can touch this. Like when I first saw you putting this down, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And it was just, right. it was a huge chance for me to be like, because I feel like when you're working in the studio at UPS, like, everyone's kind of seen your work. Like, yeah. you're, you're, they see it evolve. You're there every day. Like, you know, like, if you see someone every day, you're not necessarily going to notice, like, if something changes in them. Right. But, like, if you haven't seen someone for months, you'd be like, oh, my God, you've gotten so tall. Right. Or, like, whatever. And that's what it's like for your work, too. Yeah, it was just a cool chance to see a different audience of people react to what I was doing. Um, and it also just felt really good to, like, Oh, like seeing kids just like mm. running around and like being happy with right. like something I made and then like seeing adults like be almost as silly as the kids right. like that felt so cool in a lot of ways actually so I saw that piece I didn't know that you were the artist until I saw it but I happened to be an <laughs> alma mater and I yeah. saw it um and in a lot of ways it reminds me of Andy Goldsworthy who for people mm. who don't know he does um sort of installation art yeah. using natural materials yeah. outside. So he'll stack a lot of really symmetrical rocks totally. and make a sculpture or he'll arrange leaves in a pattern on the forest floor. And it's, um, I think the, some, the reason it reminds me of your work is because it's not really there for looking at, right? It is, you can look at it, but it's saying something different about what art is because those leaves are going to blow away. Mm -hmm. Your work is intended to be touched and interacted with and picked up and just experienced yeah. in a way that's different than sort of the neoclassical like yeah art goes on the wall that's really interesting and I think you know we had talked about this um the other day just like I think the way that we interact and experience art is changing a lot through like social media like you don't have to go to a museum right you can just like check your phone so like when you I think for me it's like when you are seeing something in person like what's why is that important or what's the difference between doing that and looking at something on a phone and like right I don't, like there's just so many questions um but yeah it's really fun I just it like I think like my next big question for me with like the concept of art making is it like the art piece itself is that the art or is it like someone interacting <laughs> with my work that's the right. art and that's been like a really interesting question so um yeah like after school I'm gonna be working at the Franconia Sculpture Park in Minnesota so I'm gonna try and do some like maybe like take a step away from fur and see if I can answer that question in a different material right um and is that position it's a fellowship it's an what are it's you a, so it's is a, it a grant? it's an internship program where okay. you like 
live and work on the sculpture park. They give so you're you, an like, artist in residence, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, a, a little word. generous. But, <laughs> but I, basically, I don't know. They give you they give you room and board and studio space, and you, like, work fine. It's like a all. It's like a trade. Right. Um, sure. So, but it's going to let me, like, see, like, oh, like, this is how you run a sculpture park, and this is how you make art for a public sculpture park. Right. Like, I have, like, in, like, our wood studio class, you get to make a shelter project that gets to be displayed on campus, mm-hmm. and it's, like, so fun, like, working with grounds, and, like, like they, like, dug, like, a six-foot hole for me to, like, put my <laughs> sculpture in the ground, right. and it was so fun, and, like... I feel like I get to do this at such a bigger scale and like it's just gonna be fun to try and be like wow like this is what it's like to make public art or this is what it's like living in a nine-person house with all artists then like some people will be doing their MFAs and like some people like I think it'll just help me answer a lot of questions about art so that's gonna be really exciting I yeah I'm I'm feeling stoked Sophia, we are wrapping up all of our conversations with four quick questions. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, Question one is, what's the best place on campus? Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You, like, sent these to me. I should have prepared so much more. I did. I know. Um, I prepped you, and yet here we are. Well, okay. As I've told you, I haven't been spending a ton of time on campus. I feel like best place I— Really, really like um, in Kittredge, the 101 drawing room just has like really big open windows, and I really like that. Or like the damp room and the ceramics room, it like looks like you're on the inside of a boat and it smells <laughs> really nice. <laughs> what are you reading right now? I am reading Kiss or Kill by Mark Twight, and mm. it's like an essay, it's a collection of essays about his climbing. What's the best place to eat in Tacoma? I really like kind of like I I really like uh the Indo Street eatery mm-hmm. in Stadium. Mhm. And I also really like State Street um partially cuz one of my housemates works there. <laughs> um but they just like their pretzels and their like flatbread are so addictive and like if you're 21, they have, like, really good beer. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what makes Puget Sound special? Ooh. I think that it has a lot of different unique pockets that all sort of tie-dye together in a really unique way. I know there's, like, a lot of flowery words that doesn't <laughs> give, like, a real answer. But I think, like... Strictly speaking about, like, liberal arts, it's, like, so nice that you can try and do so many different things. And I think sometimes, you know, like, when you're young, you're like, all these things still interest me. Like, I want to do everything. And I think, like, everyone at UPS, like, sort of has that symptom of overcommitting because they're excited (laughs) about so many different things. But I think, like, it's special because it helps you figure out what are you actually going to make time to work for. Like, I think that anthropology is so interesting, but, like... I don't know if I have it in me to put the same amount of work right. 
in like you know it's like what are you actually going to wake up for and be like i'm motivated to right. do versus like oh like i would read an article online about that or like <laughs> like a picture on instagram about that you know what i mean i think ups is really good at helping people figure that out because there's just so much to try sophia munich thanks for joining me <laughs> thanks elena you can see pictures of sophia's work and read the full text of her artist statement at her website sophiamunich.com that's S-O-P-H-I-A-M-U-N-I-C dot com. Wow. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tori Hansen, Assistant Director of Admission at Puget Sound, working with students in the Mid-Atlantic and in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as all of our transfer students. If you like what you hear on this podcast, you can learn even more about Puget Sound by coming to campus. Schedule your visit at pugetsound.edu slash visit. We'd love to host you. Thank you to our guest and to you, the listener. You can follow Puget Sound on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. And we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of P.S., the Puget Sound Podcast. <laughs>